feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. In this hour on the Rita Cosby Show, on a very busy news night on a Friday, boy, is it action-packed. Well, it's still action-packed on our U.S. southern border, and it is a disaster of the president's making and his administration. In a few days, the first uh, sort of full committee hearing is going to take place to start impeachment uh proceedings, if you will. First, there are the hearings, and then we'll see where it goes if they vote to indeed impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. There's not enough votes, of course, in the Senate to remove, uh, but who knows what gets revealed along the way. But Alejandro Mayorkas, and we're going to talk about this later on this hour because, boy, is the border crisis a disaster for New York and for so many cities across this country. Well, Alejandro Mayorkas, it sounded like it was a trick question when he was asked earlier today, is it a crisis at the border? And he couldn't come up with an answer. It was like, uh, 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 I'm not sure. Uh, he tried to find another word that started with C, and he find it, finally ended up, it's a challenge. But for some reason, he can't even admit it's a crisis, let alone wide open. So, boy, are we in trouble, and boy, uh, am I going to get out the popcorn for that one, because as we talk about Biden claiming that Trump, his activities are a dereliction of duty, you just look at that southern border one day, and in one day more than 12,000 crossed, 300-plus thousand crossed just last month, and again, 12,000 on one single day recently, You put all that together, that's what I call a dereliction of duty, because that to me has made this homeland so unsecure, so dangerous, and we have no idea. And after watching Alejandro Mayorkas, who is our Homeland Security Secretary, uh, I feel a lot more uh, nervous because he was asked, "Uh, how many people have you guys let, let go, essentially, into the United States? You know, catch and release. How many did you essentially release into the homeland, right? Uh, uh, I'm not really sure. A lot? Oh, yeah, a whole bunch. Uh, how many? Uh, I don't know, you know, a million, two this year. I, I was like, I, I thought, oh, my God, this guy is clueless. And he is the guy who's supposed to be protecting our borders. It made me even more concerned than ever. And I hope uh, that the GOP Congress throws the book at this guy and also spotlights what has really been going on on our U.S. southern border. And meantime, we have been hearing also from President Biden today with his very vitriolic speech. And all he could say was, I'm the guy who's going to save democracy, not President Trump. Uh, I am the sole arbiter of democracy in the world. And all I kept thinking about was southern border, uh, the wars raging all over the world, American troops being targeted uh, by these Iranian proxy groups all over the world, Biden not sanctioning Iran, not even putting the Houthis back on a terror watch list because he took them off in February 2021 off the terror watch list. 
uh, coddling uh, terrorist groups, trying to coddle Iran, the biggest state sponsor in the world of terrorism. There's a lot of things that I could think about that are a threat to democracy. Uh, but boy, his words were concerning. And listen to President Biden a little bit ago. The choice is clear. Donald Trump's campaign is about him, not America, not you. Donald Trump's campaign is obsessed with the past, not the future. He's willing to sacrifice our democracy, put himself in power. Our campaign is different. For me and Kamala, our campaign is about America. It's about you. It's about every age and background that occupy this country. It's about the future we're going to continue to build together. And our campaign is about preserving and strengthening our American democracy. His is all about helping all of us. And he's a president for all people, even though he said anybody who supports Trump is an insurrectionist and is a threat to democracy. And boy, he said it crystal clear today. Well, just a little bit ago, President Trump was in Iowa and he's there for a rally. Of course, the big Iowa caucus is on the 15th. It's not that far away. That's the first contest of the presidential primary season. Then, of course, you got New Hampshire, but we are right on the throes. And maybe that's why, because, boy, the election looks like it's solidifying, uh, certainly on the GOP side. I'm not sure if Biden's going to make it on the other side. Uh, who knows? Maybe they'll replace him. Uh, you know, who knows? Uh, there are so many issues going on on all sides. But President Trump came out swinging and said what President Biden said is disgusting. Take a listen. This election is our last chance to save America. Very important. The battle begins in Iowa on January 15th, and Joe Biden's banana republic ends on November 5th, 2024. And there he was saying what Biden's saying is all because he is losing even some of his key voting blocks. The Hispanic part is coming to us at levels that nobody's ever seen before. We're leading with Hispanics. That's never happened before. And African-American is coming to us at a level that I don't think any Republican has seen. Because they understand that uh, this man is not capable. He's not a capable person. I mean, if you had a store and you wanted to take a week off, you wouldn't put him in charge of the store. No, you wouldn't. Would you trust him to run your store? I don't think anybody would. Would you trust Biden to run like a like a little candy store? And you've said, OK, I'm going on vacation for a week and I'm going to put him in charge. Uh, you'd be like, no. Or if you had a friend and, and he said, I'll drive them home. You'd be like, um, I'll put him in a cab instead. Not to worry. Uh, you know, what's interesting. Of course, Trump has had his share of vitriolic speeches. That's his style. And Biden claims that he's above the fray. But boy, did Biden sound like the vitriolic speaker today. And even Trump's little comment there about the candy store, that's nothing compared to what Biden said about Trump in the last few hours. Uh, the table sort of turned today. That's an interesting one. And here's a little bit more about Trump going after Biden after the reply. And it's a bit tepid uh, compared to what Biden said. The only reason Biden is at Valley Forge abusing George Washington's legacy, I mean, he's abusing Washington's legacy, and he never sticks up for Washington. You know, they've taken the name 
George Washington off many schools and many different. Can you believe it? The name George Washington is coming down from many schools, many in California. And uh, he ought to stop that. But it's a legacy to, it's really a slander and a horrible statement he's making to 75 million Americans. That's what they say. It's much more than that. You saw the numbers that came out yesterday on the election. Everybody saw those numbers. They were released. The fake news doesn't want to talk about them. But it's a disgrace what happened in 2020. It's a disgrace. And everybody knows it. And President Biden's speech today was disgraceful. Taking a word there from President Trump. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jacqueline, line five. Uh, Jacqueline, uh, this was one for the record books today. You know, Rita, I'm, I'm still focused on the tragedies that occurred on January 6th that very few people are talking about. I'd like to add to what Mimi said about Roseanne Boyland. There is a three-hour video that shows what happened to her that day. And I'm going to use the word alleged in quotes. Now, do me, do me a favor, say. Jacqueline. Describe yes. again who she was um, and, okay. and where she was just for our listeners so, again. Yes. Roseanne Boylan was a 34-year-old young woman who, with a a, a small group of other people, uh, one of which was a conservative uh, activist and also uh, another gentleman by the name of Jack Lang, were peacefully protesting at the West Terrace Tunnel of the Capitol building. And what occurred was the D.C. police started pushing the crowd back, and in doing so, Ms. Boylan was knocked down, and she wound up being trampled because the D.C. police kept pushing. Now, when those in her group tried to bring to the attention of the D.C. police, as Mimi had mentioned, what instead of helping the woman, what they did, and again, I'm going to use the word alleged, there is a still unidentified female D.C. Metropolitan Police Department officer shown in the video repeatedly beating and hitting Roseanne Boylan in the head with a baton or a stick. And she was also viciously kicked repeatedly. And she died as a result of that. Yet the corrupt D.C. medical examiner is claiming that she died instead of an overdose of prescription medication for ADHD. There's also a third victim that I don't think people are aware of. This incident occurred a few minutes before Roseanne Boyland uh, was trampled and beaten to death. Her name is Victoria C. White. She was also beaten that day by D.C. police officers. And when uh, Texas Congressman Louis Gohmert questioned the corrupt attorney general who heads up Joe Pino, president in name only Biden's Department of Injustice, meritless Merrick Garland, who should be removed from office, when Mr. Gohmert questioned him about Ms. Boylan's death and as to whether or not there was a determination as to who repeatedly struck her in the head with a rod before she died, meritless Merrick Garland's response was, and I quote, I think this was a matter that was investigated by the U.S. Attorney's Office, period, end of story. They made it go away. They brushed it under the rug. Rita, the only insurrection that occurred that day was that that was perpetrated by the illegitimately installed Joe Pino Biden and his entire tyrannical administration, including his fascist Bureau of Intimidation. They've illegally held innocent people hostage in federal prison for three years, 
some of whom who weren't even in D.C. that day and were more than several states away. But that's why they want to take away our First Amendment right of free speech, as well as our Second Amendment right to bear arms against their tyrannical government. And as I stated to you last week, there's also some that want to forget, want us to forget about September 11th and those terrorist attacks and the other crazies that are also in political office, that hold political office. Yeah, you mean like uh, the Ilhan Omar's, the uh, somebody did something? That's the one. She's the crazy who wants us to believe that those attacks never occurred. Yet almost 3,000 innocent people are still dead, my next-door neighbor being one of them, as a result of those attacks, just as innocent Ashley Babbitt and Roseanne Boylan are still dead after being killed by D.C. Officer Byrd and also this still unidentified D.C. policewoman who's being protected by the corrupt powers that be in in her uh, brutal beating uh, that led to her death. You know, we can never forget about these innocents, and we have to speak for them. I agree. Uh, Jacqueline, I don't know if you heard earlier today, but on obviously on WABC, John Katsimatidis and I have Katz and Cosby, and we had somebody from Judicial Watch who was like right. the, the number two guy there underneath Tom Fenton, and they do some pretty amazing work. And they just launched today a $300 million lawsuit against the federal government they're representing the widower, the husband of Ashley Babbitt. Um, mm-hmm. But but I would be curious to see if they're also looking into, just like you said, uh, Roseanne Boylan. We're going to have to have him back on again and ask him also about Victoria White, because their families and their loved ones should certainly have answers. And the truth needs to come out what happened to these people that day. And, and when I hear this ridiculous stuff, of people saying, oh, all these people. I mean, there have actually been a number of politicians who have come out and said so many people died and so many this. And I'm thinking, yeah, the ones the ones who died uh, were innocent civilians. You know, That's I mean, right. as we're just talking about here. And how come we don't know what really happened? Even even on the Ashley Babbitt, that officer and you guys all know I'm a huge supporter of law enforcement. Um, but that officer that day. Uh, we were just talking about even the video, uh, the, the caller who called earlier, Jacqueline, was saying mm-hmm. how like it showed. I didn't see the video, but I have seen other video, um, this specific one she's talking about. Um, but I can tell you that what I have seen shows uh, uh officer who looks like he just panicked and, and and the gun went off. And that's not. And why has he never been called on the carpet for that? And apparently yeah. he's had a history of trouble in the past with being fast and loose with the gun. This is why we need more people like you, Rita, who have the power of the microphone behind them to educate the public who may not be aware of this because the mainstream media is covering up for the Biden administration. The the other uh, conservative activist that was in the group was also knocked unconscious, Philip Anderson. And, you know, we can't we can't forget about this. They have literally allowed two people to get away with murder and also the severe injury of two other people that at least I'm aware of as a result of this three hour video. So people need to look at that. They need to speak up. They need to push and pressure their elected officials that we're not going to let this be ignored. Yeah. And and not have them rewrite history uh, as this uh, horrible defining moment. Um, of And as you can tell, every other word today, and it was conscious, you know, because believe me, Biden didn't write this speech on his own. Uh, we know that for sure. Um, it was clearly something that was written for him. 
And something he obviously believes, too, because uh, he had a little fire in the belly, which is more than he usually has. He had a pulse today. And usually on other days, like when it got to the like uh, democracy is on the line, he was like pounding his fist. I'm the one. I'm the one who can save it. This insurrectionist. I mean, you could just tell he I do tr- believe that he thinks that uh, because he will do anything to stay in power. And he wants to label Trump and anybody close to Trump as insurrection. So they can use this 14th Amendment to kick people off the ballot. And again, Jacqueline, this is like what you see in places like Russia and elsewhere. That's this. This is not America. And that saddens me. Uh, but I'm glad that you talked about these other cases, too, Jacqueline. It's important for people to know the truth. 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is The Rita Cosby Show. So why is President Biden going not just low in his speech, but way low? And boy, we'll also talk about Mayorkas later on in the show because he couldn't answer a simple question about the border. And I say it is time to remove him, even if it's just symbolically that it doesn't physically happen an impeachment. But the world has to see what is going on at the border and not this sort of Rosy colored glasses. What problem? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Maybe it's 10 million are missing, but (laughs) give or take a few million uh, potential people that could be on uh, maybe even a terrorist watch list. Don't worry about that. Don't worry that it could affect generations of Americans and our national security. That little thing. Heck yeah. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Robert in Philly. Your thoughts on Biden's speech. Hi, Rita. It's really good to talk to you. Um, You too, always, Robert. I'm always amused these days by that corrupt, befuddled fool, okay? So he's going to save democracy, and the way he's going to do that is by silencing and canceling opposition, by throwing, persecuting uh, political opposition, and that's his way of saving democracy. Um, As you laid out beautifully, and as Jacqueline laid out beautifully, the list of this guy's transgressors against this country is just, he's corrupt. And the media is still not talking about his millions in bribes. It's a big joke. By the way, by, by the way, next week, uh, there's word that Congress could move forward on contempt proceedings against Hunter and look if Joe Biden was aware that he was going to break the law. Rita Cosby is on. fire and brimstone and anger at our U.S. southern border. And as we've been talking about President Biden saying that Trump's derelict in his duties, 
You could certainly look at our U.S. southern border and say that is a complete dereliction of a commander in chief's duty to open up our southern border. Uh, you see so many cities busting at the seams. You got Eric Adams in New York who is suing 17 charter bus companies. Uh, these are the bus companies that have a legitimate business and were hired by Texas to drop off the migrants in New York. And that's where the New York City mayor is focusing his ire. Uh, I think he should be looking at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue as opposed to trying to sue a bus company that's just doing legitimate business and transporting. Uh, I think it was Norm last night who made the analogy, and it was a good one, Norm. You were like, that's like going after the uh, the bus boy uh, because he didn't like the food, you know? Uh, it's like, let's go right to the chef. And the chef in this case is Joe Biden, who has kept that border wide open. And boy, is it a dereliction of duty. You also have Chicago's mayor now who is saying that he's looking at using COVID relief funds, that apparently there's about $95 million of COVID relief funds that he says are left over. And what's supposed to happen is it's supposed to go back because that's taxpayer money, of course, being used. That's federal funds. That is supposed to go back. But this mayor of Chicago is saying he's thinking of using that money that was supposed to go for COVID relief for like infrastructure for COVID and for education and, you know, health care, things like that. And he is liking to reroute it and have it help migrants. What about the homeless veterans and others in Chicago? Uh, that to me is just, it is unconscionable that these people are busting at the seams and all they keep talking about, particularly if you listen to the Boston mayor and also the mayor in Chicago, the two of them are like, come one, come all, still saying, please come. They're not saying don't come. They're just saying we need more money so more can come. And that's basically the message also in New York, even though on one breath we hear there's no more room at the inn. And then in the next breath, it's like, we want to take care of everybody. We need more money. We need to seal the border. And things are so bad that our Homeland Security Secretary, uh, who was on Fox News, boy, he like made circle back Saki look like a square because he was like circling and then circling again and then circling again. I it was, this was one thing to behold. Here's a guy who claims the border is secure, no problems there. He was asked again, is it a crisis at the border? And all he could come back with was another word, it's a challenge. He was like, it's a, yeah, I can't say crisis because I'm told I can't say that by my boss, uh, President Biden. So it was, uh, it's a challenge. That's it. That's all. But we're doing a great job. Trust us. Yeah, right. And listen to this when he was asked, about the historic numbers of crossings that are coming into our country illegally, and listen to what he had to say. Would it be surprise you to hear that CBP sources say that currently they are releasing more than 70% of the migrants crossing every day, and sometimes more than that number, higher than 70%. Would that surprise you? It would not, uh, it would not surprise me at all. I know the data. And I will tell you that when individuals 
are released. They are released into immigration enforcement proceedings. They are on alternatives to detention, and we have returned or removed a record number of individuals. We are enforcing the laws that Congress has well, passed. Say- uh, we're enforcing the laws that are passed. That's not correct because he's not enforcing the law. Uh, and he also, they should have kept what was on the books when they walked into the White House. And then Brett Baer asked Alejandro Mayorkas, uh, what do you think about all these impeachment hearings that are set to begin next week? And no, I'm too busy working to focus on that. Listen to this one. If you were impeached, um, would you step down? You'd be the first cabinet member to be impeached by the House in 148 years. Brett, uh, I lead 260 incredibly dedicated and talented men and women of the Department of Homeland Security. I will continue to lead them in advancing the mission of protecting the American people. That's what we do in the area of immigration, in the area of cybersecurity, in our fight against human trafficking, in saving communities devastated by extreme weather events. We do so much for the American people, and I'm incredibly proud to do it. If he talks about climate change again, I'm going to hit the roof because you just heard what he said. Extreme weather events, like they're all coming because of extreme weather events. Does anybody actually believe that? That, to me, is insanity. This guy does not know what he's talking about. And he is defending, saying that it's an issue happening everywhere. Um, and because climate change, that's why they are fleeing and coming to our borders. Anybody who has ever seen an interview with a single migrant who has said, I had to leave because uh, it was one degree warmer. <laughs> if it is, uh, I, I haven't seen it because you don't see them out there. That is the biggest bunch of hogwash that this administration is trying to sell. And for him to say, oh, I'm too busy. I can't really focus on that little thing called impeachment. I'm too busy doing such a great job at the border. And where's our borders are, by the way, Kamala Harris? There's reports tonight that she's being sort of iced out at the White House, that apparently she doesn't talk to the president that much. They don't have very good relations. And obviously her poll numbers are worse than President Biden's, if you can believe that. So they're thinking maybe she's a liability. Maybe both of them are a liability. Did you ever think that? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stan, line three. Stan, your thoughts. First of all, I want to uh, thank you for... uh... Uh, defending me somewhat. Oh, absolutely, Stan. That, uh, who called me a child molester. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe that the other night, Stan. Uh, Did you yeah, hear it? I, uh, look, I've been called many uh. things on this station. <laughs> you know, there's a list a mile and a half long, more than the uh, the border. But, uh, and the, uh, seriously. But, uh, yeah, that was one for the record. Well, book, you know, uh, well, only someone who would know a child molester and said he, he would know. So it's possibly he is one. And he has nothing else to do for the night. He couldn't talk about the subject or the issues. Of I, the you know, Stan, I, I, and you, I'm glad you heard it because I said, what are you talking about? I had to laugh, too. I was I, like, I where's you. this one coming? I wanted to thank you for up, up to a point you defended me. Oh, I did. I did. No, I said, I no, said that's ridiculous. You know? And I'm glad you got rid of him because, you know, he probably <laughs> stands in a corner in the alley doing something. Oh, we don't no. Want to know. 
We don't want to know about we that. We don't want to know. Now, right, Sam, let's get, yeah, to, let's it. Let's get, get to, to it. it. Go ahead. Uh, I thought the speech was marvelous. You know I was going to say that. I you mean now President Trump's speech? No, no not, that, not, not that traitor. No. Oh. President Biden was absolutely correct in telling the truth of everything. It was a great speech. It's about time he goes after this wreck, and he did it in a professional way. Now, you say it's low. Have you seen how low that moron has gone, Trump? I mean, don't talk to me about it. Was actually it was, it was more expensive than I thought. Oh no, I, I thought it was really low. It was on the ball. It was unpresidential. And then he mentioned the Nazi Germany thing, which I felt was absolutely great because I had mentioned it on the guy that follows you and related to his uh, his uh, rallies, and I got banned from it. So obviously the president met about it, that he thinks like a Nazi or comes up with ideas. And I did it on the other guy's show, and I got banned. Well, l- so let what me, does that tell you about censorship? Well, on this well hang on, Stan. Stan, you got a lot in there, first off. Um, and you know I defended you the other day. So here's here's this to me was so unseemly of President Biden because in the same speech – he has sold himself as being the unifier in chief. That's how he rode in 2020. And he tried to kind of go back there today, like, you know, like I am defending democracy. I'm doing it. Just, is there anybody out there who actually thinks all these things that are happening with all these lawsuits and the 14th Amendment and all that stuff and, and Biden smiling like, like I've never seen, uh, you know, ear to ear, like, uh, broader than his aviators stand. I mean, he is loving it. He is pushing it. He is happy about it. He keeps throwing the word insurrection, um, saying, you know, let's throw, let's, whatever we can do to stop this guy who's running against me. That to me is so undemocratic. For a man, I would have, I would have found it more refreshing, Stan, if Biden started the speech saying, I'm going to do a, the sleaziest speech and most unpresidential speech, and I'm going to throw away my book pretending like I'm a unifier because, uh, you know, I'll do whatever I can to win. Now, here it is. I would have said, okay, great. At least he's being honest. Uh, he tried to like wrap it up with a little bow at the end, like he's Mr. Uh, unifier again. That is a farce, Stan. That's a farce. Go ahead, Stan. All right. First of all, uh, I thought he was absolutely right. Unifier, this country isn't unified, and that's because of Donald Trump. It never will be as long as he's around to do anything. It's never going to happen. You think Biden's unifying? You think Biden's unifying? That speech was not unifying. Not with his vehicle lies. You think no, that speech he, was unifying? That speech was not unifying, Stan. That was a that was a sleazy, disgusting speech, election, right? and he should have called it what it was. Let me first say this, okay? The court cases, and I've said this, I've been consistent with you about it. I think Colorado will be overturned because it'll be the court cases when he goes on trial that will matter, not these. I think it will be turned over, absolutely. But I wanted to make a comment on Jacqueline and... Uh, her comments about these two uh, ale- alleged things, and she did say alleged. She didn't know nothing about what happened there. And as far as those two women, got no sympathy for them. Whatsoever. Oh, wait. Oh, they Stan. had no business being there. Stan, that now you have really hit a new low. That you think, what, that, that, that they deserved it just because they went there for a rally, as many people did that day. And we've had Norm on the show who was there. He was there. You weren't there, and I wasn't there. All right. There were a lot of people who have spoken who have been there. And if you look at a lot of the footage, Stan, it was a lot more peaceful by far than it has been portrayed. 
and suddenly the videotape is missing on a lot and the testimony is missing on a lot. And you are trying to, are you trying to tell me that Ashley Babby deserve, Babbitt deserved it? Shame on you, Stan. Is that where you're going? She went in there. I didn't tell her to go into riot. This was a full-fledged riot to, to stop the election. Police, you should be defending the police. You're a phony. I am a defender of the police. Stan, you know what? I am a defender of the police, and you know it, because I always do our back the blue. But I also don't like when someone recklessly shoots somebody and has never been called to question about it. As someone who has covered a lot of cases, there's something really fishy here. And I, more than anyone, would love to support that officer But there are officers who make mistakes, and I think that one, in my opinion, made a horrible mistake that day. And in my opinion, it has been covered up from beginning to end. And you just can't see it because you don't like Trump, and you're willing to throw all these other people under the bus. And that is shameful, Stan, and that is really sad. And next time he calls you a child molester, I'll still defend you. All right? Anyway, have a good weekend, Stan. Wow, wow, wow. We'll continue, everybody, with your calls after the break. Uh, But now let's go to our Support Our Heroes. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And this is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Support Our Heroes segment. By the way, according to the National World War II Museum, less than 120,000 of the 16.1 million Americans who served in World War II are still alive or were in 2023. That is less than 1%. And father and World War II naval veteran Irving Robert Miller, who recently celebrated his centennial, is among the group of brave men and women, and he was honored in Lincoln, Nebraska recently. To mark his milestone, this past December 6th, the Lincoln VA Clinic held a special birthday to honor veteran Miller. Now, his journey started at a very young age when he decided to join the Junior Naval Reserve at 13 years old, saying, quote, when a lot of boys joined the Boy Scouts in 1936, I instead joined the Junior Naval Reserve. Now, he joined the Navy in 1941, and he described the moment as wonderful. He was first sent to sea on May 19, 1941, aboard the USS Wyoming. I thought, quote, I was given the worst job on the ship, captain of the petty officer's head, (laughs) Miller wrote, noting that head simply meant, as we many of us know, the bathroom. He said, to my surprise, the showers were fresh water and I could take a fresh water shower every day. Uh, You never felt clean using seawater, so that wasn't so bad. But he went on to serve on 11 ships. He fought in nine battles including the invasion of southern France, earning a Navy Commendation Medal and also Iwo Jima. And he served in two squadrons. And how beautiful to see this great veteran, a treasure still living among us, part of that 1% still alive from the greatest generation, to see that he is honored and still says how grateful he is always to being an American and to serving our great nation. And after the break, everybody, I will continue 
with your calls. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. Well, I'll be happy to disagree with people like Stan. Uh, boy, after that speech, uh, I think we need some uh, medicine to lower our blood pressure. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to George, line five in Pennsylvania. George. Rita, show awesome. Listening to your show every night is like every day getting hit in the head with a Valentine's card. I love it. And um, Thank you. But I got to I just got to warn the people of something. When the Republicans say that blacks and Hispanics are going to vote for Trump, to me that is a flat, bold-faced lie. They are just conditioning the people to accept the invasion of America. As you notice, they never talk about visa violators. It's about a million a year into America. Over 600,000 come from communist China. That's because the establishment never, never takes the side of America, but will protect their business partners, which are the communist Chinese, and they're letting millions of people into this country. There is no way they're going to deport all those people. That's why they're conditioning you to do this. Yeah, and and you you know what also? You know what also? I'll give you another one, George, too. I believe, just as you are saying, that I believe that at some point they're going to say, well, let's kind of cut a deal um, and try to essentially uh, have everybody who's here give them amnesty. That's what I think the Democrats will do in exchange for uh, for the border. And you're right. Uh, we are not keeping a close enough eye on those visas, because if you look at some of the protesters that are out there, the anti-Israeli protesters, I'm sure a lot of them are on visa. Also, the Boston Marathon bombers. Remember, uh, they overstayed their visa. That's how a lot of them come in. You're right. We have to keep an eye on all of these different ways to get into the country. Uh, George, thank you so much. Let's go to John real quick. Line three. John. Yes, uh, Rita, thank you for taking my call. Um, I don't think that Stan might have been aware that there are two individuals, probably a lot more. Uh, There was Ray Epps, who was an FBI informant. Uh, involved with the January 6th uh, problem. Well, and, 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 by, by, and by the way, by the way, hang on, John. By the way, I did. we did actually earlier talk with uh, the po- folks from Judicial Watch. They didn't name any names, um, but what they did say was that they believed that there were some in three-letter agencies that were there. Uh, but go ahead. Well, there's also uh, John Sullivan, who is uh, funded by George Soros to, to wreak havoc over there. He wasn't... I think these these people should be mentioned when Stan decides to be so uh, anti-Trump uh, concerning January 6th. Yeah, no, I, and I think uh, if indeed individuals had connections uh, to any of these three-letter agencies and were there undercover, we don't know that. But but if indeed they did, uh, boy, does that need to come out. Real quick, Mordecai, you've been on hold really quick. Mordecai. Well, I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, with Biden's speech uh, being a unifier, while at the same time calling out everybody that supports Trump is not a patriot, yep. and is calling that unifying, well, I don't know. I- yeah, boy, uh, I don't know about that either from uh, Stan. Uh, I want to know what he's drinking. <laughs> 